Don't you hate it when you're just full of food? Yeah. We just I mean, big, I like big it. Big feed, big feed, yeah. But I now what think... What is it? Char-grill char Charlie's? Yeah. I think I ate too much. Yeah. I really do. We do. That's my that's my big problem. I say you too much. <laughs> eyes, eyes bigger than my stomach. Self-awareness yeah. is good, but I... Uh, I need to sit backwards. Well, yeah, probably need to have a nap now. Eh? Like a little nap. <laughs> Should we be doing a podcast? A food, we're in a food coma right now. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> they make a good schnitzel though, Chargo Charlie's. It was massive. It didn't fit in the box. No. What's doing with that? It's the size of an outstretched hand. Oh. Bigger, bigger than that. It is you, too. you got little hands. We got little hands. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks for that. Andre the Giant's hand. This has been a uh, really, really supportive and great intro to the podcast. I appreciate it. <laughs> um... Stephen sold his car, folks. Yeah, more about that in the private. We'll talk okay. about it in the private, I reckon. Oh, yeah. I've got nothing else. Yeah. It's just what it is. <laughs> yeah. Trim's, Trim's just sitting back, ready to go to sleep, aren't you? Are you oh, ready yeah. for I'm an just trying to make nap? room for yeah. my gut. Wow. You know how you got to sit back to let your gut sit forward? Yeah. Have you undone your, your, your pants? No, or but what? I you probably could. Undone if I, your belt to that? You know when you're on a plane and you think, oh, I'll just undo my belt. Just, you know, sit back. I could yeah. do that right now <laughs> if it wasn't inappropriate. Just don't fall asleep, mate. No, no, I'm no chance of falling asleep. Yeah. I'm just more chance of oh, uh, making verbal noises. Yeah, just just try to keep the digestive sounds to a minimum, please. Yeah, fair enough. That was a big feed, though. Like those wedges, the extra wedges. I shouldn't have got the you wedges. You, did you eat any? I ate two, I think, or three. I might have had four or five. Yeah. Just, mate. It's a lot of potato in my gut That's right a now. Lot, a lot and of I don't, carbs. A lot of I, carbs I in don't there. think all of it's reached my stomach. I think yeah. some of it's still, still waiting for entry. Still. Like standing outside waiting a nightclub for, waiting, waiting for, for its ID to be checked. Waiting for clearance. Yeah. It's a plane waiting for clearance. It's just a stomach yeah. traffic control. Yeah, wow. Well, How yeah. good is this for content? Yeah. A lot of, lot of delayed flights in that one. In your, I'm yeah. a bit worried about the outgoing traffic later on. Yeah. We'll <laughs> <laughs> okay. Inbound's right. one thing. Outbound's I, another. I kind of understand what you're saying there. Yeah, no, good. Have you got anything else before we do the show? Because I've got nothing. Let's um, just jump in, hey? How about wow. we do that? We just jump in or This not? would be the earliest jump that, in in well, a long time. I've only been here for two minutes. Jeez. Is that all? What are we doing? Wow, we. We're, we're struggling. The, boy, the blokes are struggling. Wow. It's yep. We just maybe we should have should we waited to digest a bit before we should have walked record? around a bit. Do you reckon there? I feel like I need to stretch my legs. Do you need another drink of water. I might need to stand up for this. Stand up and do the show. I kind of need to let, let it. Let it all. Let it. Yeah, we need to. I've definitely stood up, and you'd be your, like, "Why are you standing up? Where's your treadmill? We'll just jump on the just, treadmill just, for just, a you few do minutes. the show on a belt. Do do, do 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 get on the treadmill. How's it going to work for two? We're going to be standing. You'll be walking backwards while I'm running forwards. Backwards, so that we don't face. Yes, yeah, so we face together. Oh, you, face you, together. Walk, you walk on that little thing. That's even forward. more awkward. That's pretty big. That'd I don't think enough. so. Well, I think people right now are thinking, can we, we get a photo of that? We'll try it later. And we'll set up a camera. <laughs> <laughs> and it and could go. Just come off the yeah. end of it. Yeah. Off the end of it into a, into a TV. Yeah. All right. Well, on that, on that note, yeah. uh, and on that visual <laughs> for you poor dear audience. Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price. With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au. Ten weeks till my daughter's birthday, ten weeks till IFA, obviously, weeks. because it's ten episodes. Are you going to IFA? Have you booked that in? You oh, yeah, definitely. You yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't... I don't. I don't my, really. my feeling is that companies aren't really fussed about it. They're, they're no, there is that feeling. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. You still I'm a bit nervous about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I might make some calls. 
See what see what they say. Yeah, there's there's not much love for it out there. Yeah, that's this, right. this, this was, would be a lost leader for EFTM. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's why that that's why I've been a little bit slow in coming forward for that one. But anyway, it's episode 590 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the great people at Netgear, Arlo and Chargo Charlies, who support <laughs> all of the um, quiet and loud burps that go Ooh. on during the show. Yeah, that's pretty much where we're at. Yep. I probably should have walked around for 20 minutes before I did this show. Are you seriously struggling right now? Are it's you a good? Lot, it's a lot okay. that I had. Has yeah. your watch given you some sort of warning or something? No, or? no, that's just an email. Oh. Um, brilliant stuff. Anyway, um, speaking of warnings, <clears throat> didn't alarm bells, did alarm bells go off in your mind when you pulled up this morning? Pulled up? Yeah. In the car? In the car. In the car park? Yeah, of Optus. You mean? Of Optus yeah. headquarters. Did alarm bells go off? Like, you know, did you have a little shiver? Yeah, a little bit. It's been the, it was the first time I've been back there for a couple of years. I don't think I've been there since pre COVID. So I don't think people that follow us would know because we've both posted on socials that we were both at Optus today. Uh, we are recording the afternoon. Uh, the end the end of Optus Tech Day is what they called. Oh, I didn't Tech mind Day. the idea of it. The idea is and they've done this before where they just want to get people in a room and showcase some of what they're doing. Now I want to address the elephant in the room really critically because I I've actually done some uh, I've spoken about Optus <coughs> or I've tweeted about them and I get a lot of. I don't get criticism, but I get people going, oh, what are you doing there? Or I'm still filthy at them. Look, here's my situation. If, you, if you're still an Optus customer, then everything that's happened isn't gonna, ever going to change you, right? Yep. And so for us to simply ignore Optus customers, which is you know 10 million people, it's just stupid. Of now, course. I don't hold a grudge against everyone, really only one person there, and it's not even the CEO. So I, I look, <laughs> I, I've broken bread with them. I've drawn a line in the sand with them. I've spoken to them, their most senior people, about our situation, the things that we saw, the things that happened to us and our opinions. And I've expressed all those things. And I work on the basis that those things are being used now as learnings for them. Absolutely. uh, And they all move forward. Now, I'm not suggesting that – no, I know I am suggesting. We're not at fault here. I don't don't take – Like, there's nothing I did that I regret. Nothing at all. Nothing no. I said, nothing I wrote. I don't hold back from it. I don't stand away from it. But there's there's a point where a thing becomes a grudge, and I'm not here to hold a grudge. I'll hold yeah. a grudge against a few people. I'm pretty good at that. Yep. But I'm not going to hold a grudge against an organisation that services uh, millions and millions of Australians. Yeah. That's my position. Here's my position right now. I've, I've had contact with people who've joined the company since the breach. Yeah. And they've reached out. They've made an effort. And one of those people was a person that I used to work with at Newsman. So I knew right. her very well. Yeah. But there was another another woman reached out and wanted to sit down and have a coffee and sort of talk about how we can work together. And, and it gave me a chance to explain to them the situation before they were even there. That's so right. they, they understood that here's what happened. Here's my – I said, look, here's how I saw it from yes. my perspective. That's and right. how – we weren't given this and we were denied that and the whole thing could have been handled a bit better. And that's they go, right, okay. So they said, yeah, okay, no, that, that's fair. They, they sort of said, okay, well, that uh, was good feedback for them. Yeah. And, you know, they, they probably said, look, you know, we're probably maybe looking back on it. And I think uh, they, I they, the they said we, we'll, we <clears throat> could have done things differently. And the question that we're, we're at this tech day, we had the, well, Kelly Bayer Rosemar and stood up and gave a really, really and by over, the way, great overview. We sat yeah. in the front row. Yep. We did not want to be hidden. No. And they did not want to try and hide us. I, no. So I have great respect for the way they handled this. Maybe we're actually overthinking it more than they ever did. I reckon, yeah. I reckon potentially. Yeah. But she gave a really good overview of the features and, and, and the new innovations of, of, and offerings of the, and, you know, across the breadth of the network. Yeah. Did a great job explaining all of that. She, the, part of the presentation, 
she mentioned that one of the challenges was rebuilding trust. Yes. And that was the, like you asked about the regional, which we'll get to in a moment. Yep. But what I, I asked about, I said, look, I know that you mentioned rebuilding trust. And I know the last nine months have been some challenges for you guys. And what have you learned from that? And yeah. that, that's where I think she was pretty forthright in saying that, yeah, with the, she did say at one point we could have done things a bit differently, but it really learned, we'd learned to work together and that we, we she had to do our best. She basically said that they, they could have done things differently. She yeah. did acknowledge that, but it was a very small part of the acknowledgement. Yeah. If we were to pick apart what she said, it was a very small part of yeah. the acknowledgement. She, she said she had a great team around and they did great things, and I'm sure many yeah. of them did, but there are some who didn't. Um, and <laughs> she also, I think, and again, I, I wish she wouldn't, and I hope – her advice is to stop doing this, but she continues to criticise the media subtly by yeah. saying some things that were written were not true and some things were. Yeah, in, in, yeah. She, she, yeah. Interestingly, though, at the start, very start of her her talk today, yeah, her presentation, she mentioned the fact that you know, with your help, we want to get the message out. So yeah. she's. You, That's ha a good point. It happy was like to a use, turning the table. Yeah, happy to use the media for to promote our product to promote Optus. And yet in her answer to that question, she said, look, she did have a little bit of a dig at how the media covered things yeah. and she, how... Kelly yeah. Mayer-Rosmar, the CEO of Optus, is clearly still angered by the whole situation, no Maybe. doubt in my mind. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think she could... I don't think she she's able to talk about the media in a positive way yet. Yeah. And that's sad because the media helped them through it. The, yeah. media, the media is the only avenue through which most of their customers got their information. Exactly. But, but my point being that she's happy for, to, to work through work, the, work media with the media to help them. When they want to promote products. In crisis, they weren't working with the media. It was, it was sort of the, the dichotomy there. Was yeah. there that, okay, why didn't you do, have that mindset when you were in trouble rather than just leaning on us, being, <clears> don't be a fair weather friend. That's right. Be, yep. Help us when it's not so So, so I, we work forward on the basis that that is what they've learned. And if yeah. there was another crisis, they would actually bring us into the tent and help us understand yeah. it and help them communicate it, which is the learning for all of us. So that's that's the background to how I have no problem signing up to going and seeing them and, yep. and, and popping into a, what they call a tech day. And this was pitched to us as being a showcase of their yeah. their, their network technologies and, say, and the things they're doing. I, I thought was it was impressed. excellent. It was impressive. The whole thing... Uh, but like being an Optus customer, there's a lot of features and and uh, some from, like benefits for you. That uh, not only just for your phone and internet, but also for your smart products and all yeah, these yeah. other things you can do. Part of their living network and the sub hub and all this. Let's stuff. just talk about living network. Yeah. So I have made jokes about the living network because I think it's a really stupid name, but I now I take that all back. Yeah. From from this one demo and I. I plead with Optus and every other company to say to you, it's really critical that you try and demonstrate things to people, not just send us press releases. Yeah. Because whenever I see the living network mentioned, I think, oh my God, why? Are you just <laughs> it's just a network, okay? Yeah. But there's a feature in the MyOptus app. And again, I'm not a MyOptus customer. I, don't, either, I can't yeah. use it, right? I was. We're not, no, but we're not a, you weren't a mobile customer either. No. So you haven't tried this I part was of the app. a long time ago. A long ago, time yeah. ago. Yeah, before. You know, you open it up and there's this little heartbeat, this little pulse that shows yeah. you whether or not the network is operating correctly. Yeah. It actually, on a map, it shows you the towers yeah. nearby. There's and, no and other network that shows speed. you that. Yeah, it's amazing. That like, it's really brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's very well done. And good. so it made me realize that actually, as a user, I can look at the network and mm. I can see whether the network... So they made the point that... And Nick was his name. He only got like two minutes, but he tried hard to fill it. Um, we were just dragged from one thing to another real quick. Um, he made the point that, you know, people often, you know, they're having a problem with streaming or downloading or emailing or whatever, and they 
they wonder first and foremost, is it the network? Like you've got five bars of coverage, it's not the network. But open up the app and maybe the tower is yeah. slow. Maybe there's an issue. And so they'll be open about that in the app, allegedly. I haven't seen yeah. the negative stuff. But, you know, is the speed right for streaming and all that kind of stuff. So that's really cool. There, there are a lot of features as a part of that living network now. Obviously, there's, there's the like boost, a, the translate, the turbocharge well. that turbo. we've, we've talked about in the past. <laughs> yeah. I actually think that's a great feature. Yeah. I love the pause feature, the ability yeah. for you to just go, you know what, I'm going to turn off turn everything these off. devices. Yeah. As one of their executives said, it's very rare for you to be a service provider that offers you the ability in an app to turn, turn off your off. service temporarily. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, I wonder how many Optus customers are using it. I'd wonder too, but the, the guy had some stats though around it. He said the the most popular day it's used is Sundays. Sunday. So for you know family days and yep. stuff like that. Most popular time of the day is bedtime that it's used. So obviously trying to kick off kick kids off the gaming consoles and their phones and everything, get them to bed. Yeah. So th that's what I learned. But um, that that on top of uh, the translate that that's been around for a little while, where yeah. you can live translation between like if you're on a mobile call. Uh, even to a call to a landline, it can still do the translation. Yep. So speaking one language at one end, another language the other end, between them, you can get a translation at either end. So the person at the other end who may not understand English can get the English translation and then their, their translation to your language, whether it's English or whatever, is done in real time. That, that's yeah. pretty impressive. That's impressive. Um, I have spoken at length about Subhub. Yep. I have written about it. I've interviewed Clive Dickens on the EFTM podcast. I know what it is. But, and I turned to Clive and Kelly at this event because mm. she was standing right with me during yep. the Subhub briefing. And I turned her and said, this is brilliant. This is a great demo because they had a, you know, an iPhone screen recording essentially of the Subhub yep. pages on the My, My <coughs> app. I didn't get to that station. We, we ran out of time. And and it was it was great because you could visually see how it works. You know what yeah. I mean? It was a visual, you know, this it shows you the price of everything. This is turn yeah. it on, turn it off. Yep. Um, it was it was good to physically sit and see it. Yeah. So I think I, it's actually learning for me is I often don't go to briefings, as you know. I don't go to things because <laughs> I don't want to spend four hours whining and dining. I just want the briefing. Yeah. I like it was, to be honest, it was perfect today. Walk in, get the briefing, yeah. hear from the executives, and then we nicked off like yeah, we were done. It was good. Ask um, questions. Yeah. Go. Yeah, exactly. But on the sub hub, I, I think Clive Dickens mentioned the fact that it was a world first for it a is, telco. Yeah. And that they're they're also I think Verizon he mentioned is try, trying a it's similar thing doing in the, the US. same thing yes so they're sort and of now they're, they're, they're working together yeah to build out a platform basically that other yeah. telcos can do now I am more more than one hundred percent sure Telstra has the same thing coming coming really because um, well I think I whispered to you thinking when are the other telcos in yeah. this and you, your your answer was Telstra have got something on the boil they're definitely working on it really my guess is they do it when they relaunch Fetch. Ah. Because you got to get you got they got to take hundred thousand Telstra TV boxes yeah, out of homes. Right. They got to put Fetch into yeah, them. That's what they own Fetch now, don't yeah. they? Yeah, and and Fetch is a back end billing system. I just feel like yeah, that's the right point to do it. It might not be. So hang on, Telstra. We sort of just get a little bit off topic here. Telstra owns Fetch. Do they still have a stake in Foxtel? Yeah, they still got that. Yeah, wow, just a monopoly. Well, they're doing very well. They're doing very well. Um, so Subhub. So it's interesting to me because it's not perfect. Let's be yeah. clear. Okay. Um, things I picked up during the conversation were um, they don't offer the an offer the annual prices on a lot of things. So if you get Disney Plus, Disney not one of them. Um, does Prime do annual? Paramount Paramount does Paramount annual. does annual. So Disney, Disney they offer, does annual. But hang on, they only offer they offer Paramount. They don't offer Disney in Subhub. Ooh. So Netflix, Disney, Paramount, and Optus Sport. Would you pay annually problem. if you could? I would. If you so, save money. 
So here's the thing. So the reason they don't offer the annual is obviously because then it turns you can't have the switch on, switch off situation. It kind of defeats the purpose yeah, of Subhub. Right, of course. But also, it's obviously cheaper and they want to make more money. But then I think the most savvy customers will do the hard work and go the annual fees where they know they're going to pay it. Yeah. But then I look at it and I go, but oft, like I'm paying for Paramount annually. I haven't used it for a month and a half. So it is a waste. Love that's, Paramount. And that's what Subhub does is it kind of brings it all into one spot. I'll recommend a couple of shows for you, the private. I'll, I look forward to it. Um, so they don't offer the annuals some places, so you aren't getting the best deal. Yep. But they do offer discounts. There is some. They're the only place you get a Netflix discount right now. Yeah, true. Right. They do offer sign-up bonuses. Yep. And I, I picked up on a really cunning little thing here. It said binge. So binge was one of them. It said binge, uh, and it tells you if it's for new or existing customers. And it said binge, 14-day free trial for new and returning customers. Um, and I said, so returning. I'm an Optus customer. I've got Subhub, I've got Binge. Before I bring Binge to Subhub, I'm going to cancel it. I'm going to oh. deactivate my account. Oh. And then I'm going to bring it over because then I'm a returning customer and I get 14 days oh. for free. So there's a lot of cunning little things you can little, do like little that. Things, yeah. But also when you've got three services signed up, you get 10% off them. Okay. So if you've got Paramount, so Amazon. So three together, 10% of all of them. Amazon. Paramount and Disney, you get ten percent off because you've got three services. Wow. That's that's a decent saving. Isn't that's it? a decent saving. Ten so percent off each of them. Ten percent off your total streaming bill. How good is that? Total subscription bill. Because wow. it's not just streaming. There's MasterClass. There's yeah, Int, right. There's all these other weird ones you've yeah, never heard of. Yeah. And you know their goal, I reckon, is to get to a point where like News.com.au, Herald. Any subscription, well, I think it's is more there. like it's like the co-op model. They, they think, right, we've got all these millions of customers. We can bring you, so give us a good rate, and we'll bring you customers. That's it. Yeah. Well, there's a journalist I don't want to name, um, just because I'm not a fan, um, but he was sitting with me at this thing, um, and he was asking the most <laughs> annoying questions. Um, he yeah. go, he was asking about the percentage. He, how what percentage do you take? Like as if they're going to answer. Yeah, that, we'll mate. tell you that. Sure, Seriously. we'll give you our. We'll give you our. I turned too. to Clive Dickens, rolled my eyes, and said, "Mate, six point three nine percent. What do you reckon?" <laughs> and and he turned to me, and goes, "Well, Samsung takes twenty percent." And I went, "What? I don't even care that you Samsung know that. takes twenty percent." Well, you know, it's through. It's like if it's is, on the TV. Well, so you know, I mean, this is the ecosystem that this is the play. Wow. This is why Hisense has V to you. Yeah. Because they want you through their system signing up for things. Of that's course. a whole other world that's going to so happen. So they clip the ticket on that end, do they? <laughs> Only if you do sign-ups through those ah, devices, right? Right. You've got to sign up through that device. Ah, to, so to if you the, bring your account to the TV, they're not, not going to no. clip the ticket. Yeah. Right? But if so, you sign up through the Samsung TV, that's their little cut. I assume. I don't, or I, any other TV. I, that's right. information I can't validate okay. and, I, and I really don't care about because yeah. it doesn't increase the price to the end user. No. But the other last thing I'll say about Subhub is they don't offer some things. So they don't offer, say, the annual plan on uh, Paramount. They also don't offer the extra member on Netflix. So uh, your kids that you've added extra memberships for, my mother-in-law, I can't bring my account to Subhub and give her an extra account. Uh. So there's little okay. things like that that trap for young players. There's there. little things that, yeah, that right. are problematic okay. for All them, right. I think. Um, what about the um, the gaming? The gaming. I hub? didn't see that one. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't see Subhub, but the gaming one. What was it called? Game Boost, Game Plan, or something? Take your word for it. Game Plan, and it's basically optimizing because it's all about cloud cloud gaming, which is kind of where we're moving. He, he mentioned it's like it's it's like the Netflix for gaming, where 
eventually you're not going to need a console. All you need is a controller and a yeah. dongle, and then you're playing Xbox games. Game Pass, they exist, the cloud yeah. does all the processing. You got a high speed internet connection that you everything's working perfectly. Yep. And basically, what he said was leaning into, and this was a question I, I was tempted to ask, but leaning more towards giving more benefit to a 5G customer because yeah. of a network slicing or splicing, whatever you're yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. that allows them to offer more bandwidth to the customer for the games compared to like an NBN customer. Because it's optimized for 5G, not for the NBN. Right. So again, another Interesting. another thing where... Uh, because the Optus makes focusing, more money from an NBN, from absolutely. a 5G customer they than they want do an you, NBN. They want 100% of your money. They don't want to give any to the NBN. And yeah. that was another thing on the, on the slide, by the way, mm. is the... Level of satisfaction for NBN customers. Remember what, what, they wrote that on the board. What was the yeah, wording? Yeah, you know, yeah. and mate, I'm I'm case in point there, right? Where I quit because they could not. They I wanted to stay with them on the NBN, and they yeah. could not handle my request. It was, and that's um, that's, that's, that's another story. It's on Tech Guide. If it was under it. challenges. NBN <laughs> service below customer expectations. Boom. That's me. I reckon they read my story and wrote that in there. I, I actually don't think it's your style. I think they're trying to allege that it's not fast and all those kind of things. Yeah, I think but a bit, bit again, though, I think that five G is their priority. If I, if no I, doubt. if I was moving from the NBN to five G, there would have been a modem on my doorstep that morning hmm. saying, "Here you go," because it's NBN. I, I don't. I honestly think, and this is this applies to Telstra too. I don't think NBN's their priority now. Five G is their priority. They How own the networks. Anyone that has a mobile, yeah. TPG, Vodafone's the yeah. same. Yeah. They don't want to sign you up to the NBN. They want you on their network where they take all your money. <laughs> they get 100% yeah. of your... 100% of your bill. Clip. Is them. So that was another part. But the gaming side where it's going to be optimised for 5G customers and the whole... It's it's sort of moving in that direction. So let, kind of know. let me give you the one that actually blew my mind. I was pretty impressed with. Yeah. The smart water meter. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the one that's in Toowoomba. Like Toowoomba. Yeah. Toowoomba Council is replacing every single yeah. residential water meter... With a digital water meter, so when you open it up, there's a digital readout, but it's NB, it's it's narrowband IoT compatible, so it connects via a SIM card to Optus network and sends information about water flow, yeah. water, usage water usage to A, the council slash water board. Oh, it's a bit weird because it's not yeah. a council thing in Sydney. Yeah. Anyway, so they know what water usage. They can bill you more accurately, more frequently. Yep. But you as a user have an app as well, so you can see your usage and see whether the – if you're all at – not at home between nine and yeah. five, and there's water being used. We well, got a leak, like it's yeah. it's actually really handy or, or information. You got the sprinklers on, yeah, sprink- might be that sprinklers are on, yeah. No but I I, I think it's fascinating that they make that yeah. information available. Now, obviously, the narcs will say that you, you know can, you putting people out of work, device. putting people out of work because yeah. there's no meter readers needed. But anyway, all that kind of stuff. That's life goes on. That's always going to happen. Yeah, people are got to move with the times. But the um. You could you buy smart devices to do that in your house now if you want to, like, but the, not the, on the, the water, whole the water. house. On the oh, okay, so you're this is saying, the, yeah, whole, the house whole house right, okay. being monitored, full right. on done. Okay, because you can't put one on your tap, I guess, but yeah, yeah. That, that's not the whole house. Yeah, understand. I think it's what awesome. else? What else did you see? I saw the um, the smart the O team, whatever they call that. I didn't the, see that either. Did, did you? Did you see the? Sat that was cat? my first my first one. The what? Did you see the sat cat? Yeah, that was outside. Yeah, saw that. You did that. Did okay. that. But the the my first I didn't stop, see the O team. My first stop was the smart. What what do they call that team? The smart home team. I don't know. I didn't see the it. O team where they can install. I think my first stop was the one next to it, which was the enterprise five yeah. G broadband, yeah. and then the smart meter. So yeah, the the one where 
they offer the service of, I think they said that they are the Australia's most popular service for installing smart TVs, mounting wow. smart TVs, connecting them to the networks. They are the number one installer. And, wow. and they obviously sub it out to their to their people, right? But they are they'll put in a, a doorbell for you and connect cameras and sensors. So it's, I'm thinking it's ideal for customers, say like my parents. My yes. parents, I do all that for them. If they didn't have me, this would be ideal for them to say, right, we want a camera here, we want a doorbell, I want my smart TV over there. And that's a service that they provide, even for non-Optus customers. Yeah, that was, that was so that was, I thought, oh, someone, you're going to be an Optus customer for this? And I said, no, no, anyone can, can get the service. So, um, but I did laugh. I did sort of laugh under my breath at them being called the O team. Yeah. And if you, if you, <laughs> if you look back at our movie podcast, uh, the movie Office Space, when the guy refers to you, he goes, oh, maybe I might see her O face. Do you, remember, do you remember that line? I knew where you were going with you that. Yeah. Going. 100%. As soon as so, you, sorry. Stephen's yeah. whispering to me while there's <laughs> the executives <laughs> talking. <laughs> Kelly Bauer as Maren is addressing uh, 50 people. And Stephen's whispering, that's the O2. The O2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I couldn't could help myself. Well, I'll, My juvenile I sense of humour. Because I can't help myself, I'll throw the knife in there. Yeah. You know, it does suggest that the marketing team, once again, hasn't thought about the name properly. The O team. Boost. But Optus, mobile boost. But op, O stands I for Optus, I'm care, assuming. Mate. The, o, o, the O team. The O team. O team, yeah. Oh! <laughs> the O team is just... I'd love to find that bit of audio from that show where he doesn't want to see her O face. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, if you're wondering what I'm talking about, go back and listen to Office Space on the Best Movies You've you Never Seen that. podcast. You yes. bloody well do yes. that. Um, so we had that kind of showcase, which was which was great. Yep. Um, and then there was a couple of sessions. Uh, we didn't have a lot of time because we had to come and record. It was Q&A too. We were, but, you were asking, and that's our next topic about oh, the yeah, regional. Oh, true. The I, I nearly forgot about it. I'll get to it. The ACCC, yeah. We did spend some time listening to them talk about scams and yes, spam. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I found this fascinating because... Just received some information. Breaking, yes. breaking oh, news. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> um, I didn't make notes, so this was useful. Yeah, absolutely. Because we've talked a lot about Telstra and the way yeah. they block scams and spams. Yep. Optus has blocked more than 300 million scam calls since December 2020 and wow. 65 million SMS scam messages in the last year. Just in 2023 alone, they've suspended 22,000 services on the network. So that's, you know, some dodgy bugger who signed up for a SIM card yeah. and then sent it off overseas or got it used locally to be used for uh, scamming and spamming. Okay. And currently we're blocking close to 5 million calls a month and almost 8 million SMSs a month. And here's a good one, that linked toll message. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people get this That's SMS got a few message. People, hasn't it? They've put in place a little filter that just in the last month has blocked 18,000 wow. SMS message spams. Don't, don't you feel that like Telstra was sort of claiming all the... They well, were that's bit, what I was saying. They were saying claiming to... all, the, all the success here, but it sounds like Optus are doing just as good a job here. And this goes yeah. to, with the greatest respect, the problem for Optus. Yeah. They've always been this neutral, we don't have to spruik ourselves. We sit in the middle of Vodafone and Telstra and we just Whoa. do our thing. You've got to shout. Not anymore. For, you, what do you say? You can't, shout from the you rooftops. can't sell a secret. Can't sell a secret. Correct. So I said to Andrew from Optus, I said, yeah. mate, that scam stuff, the only people yeah. in that space is Telstra. You've Boom. got to talk about this. Yeah. You've got to do these things. You've got to educate people. Uh, otherwise, no one knows. Well, because that, that again, sort of... Brings brings back that one of the challenges is rebuilding that trust in yeah. the network. If you can, if you can say, look what we're doing for you, we're stopping all these scams, we're protecting you. That builds trust. 
Yeah. They, you think that would be priority one for them to be talking about this sort of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. rather than us finding it out at a briefing. Yeah, I've, exactly. That's, you know? that's exactly yeah. my point. Get it out there. And I think that it goes to that, you know, building customer trust. At least they had that at the top of their list of challenges. Totally. Um, and, and finally, on your question to her, uh, to Kelly Bay Rosmar, and she, yeah. she did say that they had, you know, greater systems and all this stuff. Yeah. I do think that the one thing they're missing, and I think that they, they clearly have a great um, – a media briefing team that talk, tells them how to answer the right questions, right? Yeah. But I think they're missing that Samsung stage moment where they go, here's what we learned. Yeah. Here's what we did wrong. Here's what we did wrong. Mate, I've stood in front – that's a good point to bring that up because I've stood in front of when Samsung dealt with, had the dramas of the Note 7. Yep. And they were so good. They worked so well with us. They were transparent. And yep. got, to their credit, they got through it. They had to cop a lot of crap over that. Yep. And they copped it on the chin. And moved on and I reckon become a better company. That I agree with you that Optus should have said, you know what? We screwed up. We could have done better here. We did this well. We did this poorly. I reckon that could have, should have been a bit more. The way that she was answering my question, my question was like, what are the challenges? You had some challenges over the last nine what months. Did what did you learn? All this. And she was pretty open and honest about it was mainly about how good they were has she learned and i said what have you learned about the company about your customers and she said oh, i learned that we go we worked well together and it was all you know tick 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 but i think that she could have maybe been a bit more forthright in saying well here's yep. what here's probably what we didn't do right yeah and because that we could do that better next time it doesn't matter if they'd nailed here's the thing i we would be saying this about having a a presentation a day a session where yep. they explain this stuff even if they nailed the PR, even yeah. if nothing that happened to us had happened, yeah. it's still important for every Australian business, yeah. for ev for the government, for everyone. And I'm sure they're doing this privately, but what I'm saying is do what Samsung did say that front because then you will earn customer trust. I'm yeah. confident of it. You stand up and you say, so here's what happened. And you know what you do? You do it on the one-year anniversary. You say, mm. it's been a year and we now want to take you on a journey. And this is what happened. And look how far we've come. Sort of. This thing, is yeah. what happened. Yeah. This is what we, how quickly we learned. Because we still don't know officially. Do, do no. Is it is it because of, is it because of uh, like proprietary sort of technology Who or knows? proprietary things? I can't reveal. I doubt it. I think it's just because they don't want to say. They're it. just embarrassed. Tell us what it. happened. Yeah. Tell us, explain because they they do rightly need to ex ex explain and accept. We need to accept that it does take time to work and how many people were affected. It does take time. There is a lot of things yeah. that we couldn't pressure them on because it does take time. She mentioned that none of her customers were harmed. She also mentioned that. Yeah, she's really got to stop saying that. Yeah. Because some people had to line up for two hours at the yeah, motor okay. registry in Western Australia to get a new license so because they were there, yeah. they were scared of that. that but yeah. I think, but the harm she means is that the, no one no had one was identity scammed stolen. Or, yeah. yeah, right, right. It doesn't. As far as we know. As best we know. But yeah. you can... We can never now link back any of the scams that we get yeah. that did include our information. We can never link it back to the source. Who knows? Scammers yeah. don't say, by the way, I got your info yeah. from Optus. <laughs> um, so you stand up, you say, what happened, yeah. What they? why the timeline happened, how it was, yeah. what they learned during that period, what they think all Australian businesses should know and learn, um, what they think all Australian businesses should do on a monthly and weekly basis, yeah. what the government should be doing, and how what they have Put in place to be better for yeah. the future. To make it avoid it happening again. If yeah. if it's a if it's a forty minute session, it's only five minutes of saying yeah. what, what happened. Yeah. And it's thirty five minutes of I saying agree, how good they oh, are. I totally agree. Yeah. And it's funny how it was sort oh, of I actually wouldn't have suggested was, this a week ago, but I think now having yeah. seen Kelly yeah. talk, I think she can she could have I been think a bit more open. She about could have it. easily but exposed did, some of that. Did you feel today 
that she was we, looking at know, us no, all the time. Yeah, no, but no, <laughs> all not, the time. Not just that, but I remember. I think that um, the. Did you feel that the breach was like the elephant in the room that no yes. one was meddling to talk about? Yeah, and it was like I. I didn't even use the B word when I asked, no. asked my question. No, that's right. Yeah, and I counted back that it was nine months since since it happened. Yeah, and I mentioned there was nine months challenging yes. times and nine months ago. I saw you sitting there with your fingers out. Counting. Yeah, I just counted the months off, um, and. But did you feel that that was sort of something that they maybe that there was like it felt like, like that it was sort of oh no don't say the b word oh yeah you know I think that's the media training is don't mention cyber security yeah. don't mention data breach you know yeah yet they had a session on on, on spam and scams and scams and security yep. and stuff but, and, but the only the, the the course there was a bloke there from Super Cheap Autos yeah, parent yeah. company and he was asked about what whether Optus had shared information with them about what they'd learned and he initially started talking and then he kind of went oh should I be going here <laughs> and then he kind of talked around it he went he probably went too far in the, the electrodes end. in his brain were starting well, to oh, mate, lighting yeah, up yeah. Um, but yeah I think it's still the elephant in the room and it shouldn't be they should yeah they should be ready to just yeah. face it with open just arms. Address, like, get it, put it past, get behind it. Yeah. Like, put it past them. Like take you the mean, put, it, put it behind them. That's yeah. right. It's um. Yeah. So we we did we did uh, scare them because they were taking questions. There was three or four questions. Scare and then, them. And then Trevor Long took the microphone, <laughs> and Stephen Fenwick and, was sitting next to him. And Kelly, Kelly's. Oh, did she do an she eye roll? She slumped. <laughs> did she do an eye roll? No, I don't think so. No. I, I, again, I have great respect for the fact that she yeah, looked. She, she, she looked yeah. us in the eye. She didn't. She, she didn't us, avoid eye contact at absolutely, all. Absolutely. Yeah. And again. We're probably playing this up way I more than they she, are. I honestly reckon she doesn't know who we are. She oh. might know. She might know who you are because your picture's up behind the security desk. Yeah. Is that I right? I noticed or? that. Yeah. Is your picture up there? That's Don't why, that's why we in. didn't have to sign in through security. <laughs> we just went in a side door. Um, so I grabbed the microphone and I, my, honestly, in my heart, I thought they, they think I'm going to ask about the breach here. Yeah. Because it was the first time we'd ever seen it, right? Yeah. And I went. So you've just made an announcement because she had actually announced something we didn't know. Yes. That the ACCC's um, decision on the regional Australia, they, they I'll just call it a merger, but uh, network sharing agreement between TPG and Telecom had been upheld by the tribunal, Telstra, not Telecom. Um, so what happened was, long story short, um, TPG, Vodafone, and Telstra agreed to do this thing where TPG Vodafone customers could use the Telstra network when they're, when they're out and about yeah. when they're in regional areas. And Telstra would get in return a bunch of access to really cool spectrum in metro areas, yeah. which would enhance their network. The ACCC had to look into this and they said, no, you can't. But it was, hang on, did, the, did Optus have to step in for the oh. ACCC to look at it though? No, no, it's, a, oh, so it's, it, two, it was it's a, two big corporates. They, okay, so the ACCC had to look at it regardless. They kind of had to, yes. Right. And, uh, and was everyone, yeah. everyone makes submissions. I made a submission, full yeah. full declaration. Yeah. As did Optus, millions of so pages. Optus made a huge submission, huge, massive yeah. submission. Yeah. And Optus's argument is: this will hinder. If this happens, it will hinder the investment in regional Australia because why would TPG build another tower when they've got the access to that network? Yeah. And why would we do anything when we, we can't compete with that? So size, can you right? say your question again? What did you have? What did you ask? I, her then? So so hang on. Let me let, let me finish yeah. the, the the summary though. Yeah. So the ACCC said, you can't do it, Telstra and TPG. Right. Telstra and TPG said, screw you, ACCC, we're going to the tribunal. Right. The tribunal has has looked through the evidence again yeah. and decided today yep. that the ACCC was right yep. and that it can't go ahead. So I said to Kelly Bayer Rosmara something along the lines of, given the decision today, what what is going to happen in terms of competition for regional Australians? Yeah. What is going to happen? What competition will there be for regional Australians? Now, I wish I had more time. I wish I had have thought of a different question because it was too open-ended for her. She was able to just say, look, competition exists now and it's always going to exist. 
This would have stopped us building towers. It would have reduced competition. So she was able to essentially say this is good for competition. She said, and I quote, today should be a day of celebration for regional Australia. Right. Because they're going to benefit from the competition of all the telcos. If I had the microphone still, I would have said, I'm sorry, what competition is there today? Because my mum lives in an area where there's only a Telstra tower. Yeah. And she has no option but to use Telstra right. or Boost Mobile. Yeah. So what? There's no. Op, my mum doesn't have the chance to to use Optus okay. or Vodafone. There's no competition. So it's not, no, it's not her choice. It's a choice that the only choice she's been given is Telstra. And, and and it's not Optus isn't building a tower near and her. So how do, so how does merging with TPG affect your mum? It, it would have meant my mum could go on Kogan Mobile, right? And use the so tower. She would have more options. She would have. She would. My mum spends seventy dollars a month on a mobile phone. That's ridiculous. She should be spending $120 a year. She doesn't use any data. She only makes calls. Yeah. She should be on the cheapest. She's on Telstra, right. She should be on $120 a year. And I'm sorry, Optus could say anything. They'll never convince me this wasn't a good good idea. So you're saying that if... if um, so, But, but to, for Optus in this situation, say you use your mum as the example, so what? why aren't... If, if they're not making an effort to be in that area... Why should they stand in the way of these other companies that are that are there already? That's my point. Yeah, that's entirely my point. Right. They're not making an effort. And Kelly made but she made she, she, she used the number. She there. said she said for one point four percent. So let's say that's the number. I don't quite. Yeah. One point four is let's say is the difference between the population coverage of Optus and Telstra. Yeah, yeah. Let's say it's ninety eight point four versus ninety ninety nine point whatever. Yeah. She's saying for if you are in that one point four percent, then you know yes, you've got very few options. Right. But she she was trying to make the point, and she rightly did. That in the majority of Australia, 98.6% of the population, you actually do have choice. And we've been here all the time. Yep. And we're here to take your money. And it's going to cost you less. Yeah. I think she said it's going to cost you 20% less. That must be her metric. They're 20% yeah. cheaper than Telstra. Yeah, she mentioned that. So and I think I asked you, did they put their prices up recently as well? Well, End of financial year? Le- they did. And let Telstra me give you did. this. Telstra did. Let me give you this. I was told today, and I don't know if this is big breaking news or not, but I was told today by someone that their their wife has a $35 a month prepaid with Optus yep. that has gone up to $49 a month. What? But they're discounting it to $39, but it's still going up. Okay, so it's gone up. So it's going to go up to $49. It's going to go up to $14. It's going up $4. Oh. Um, but how long has it been discounted Pre- for? Pre-paid. Is that a long time or a short time? I don't know. Look, my point is, if you and I said this, but again, you don't get the chance to in- interrogate. Yep. I said, ignore all the submissions from telcos and, and big yeah. business. Can we just read the submissions for, and from average people? They all yeah. said, this is good for competition. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this. But Optus disagreed. Optus said it's not good for competition because it kind of it, – it freezes them out. Is that what the point was there? It Does it freeze them out? Does freezes it, who out? Optus. If it's the merger goes happened, ahead. No, yeah. this doesn't freeze them out at because all. Because they've still got – they can still build a tower there, can't yeah. they? And let's be clear, Optus has a network sharing agreement with Vodafone right now. Oh. Over the three G three G network. Oh right, and where, so Optus, in metro areas, or no, where? everywhere. They're filthy that they didn't get the re, the the network sharing agreement for the oh. other for the new networks. Oh. That's what really is going on here. Okay, the tribunal's determination today should not be understood. This is the tribunal, so it should be understood that network sharing arrangement between the mobile network operators would always have the effect of substantially lessening competition. So they're saying network sharing is okay. Yeah. Um, uh, mobile operators in, in Australia have historically shared aspects of the network. Um, <coughs> excuse me. The, ne- the tribunal considers there are strong commercial and economic incentives for mobile networks to share 
and appropriately structured arrangements um, are capable of delivering benefits. However, the bottom line is the tribunal sees this this presented deal as being far too good for Telstra in the metro areas. Right. Gives Telstra access so to far too much spectrum. Them. Gives them too, it much gives power. Them too much power. Too much reach and power. Too much network so, reach. So do you agree with that though? No, so is, does Optus have a point because, there Because No, because when you talk about spectrum, do you know what difference the spectrum is in Sydney from one telco to another? No. no. If Telstra gets better spectrum in Sydney, what does it allow them to do? It might allow them to offer faster 5G speed. might allow them to offer some different 5G enterprise solutions. 5G in my area. <laughs> no, but it might it might be able to be a business to business solution. Yep. So it might be another part of the business. But average friggin' consumers, yeah. the people the ACCC is made to represent, are not getting an advantage. So what were you were you reading just the, the, status quo. the the Optus the Optus? Of, no, I was reading from the tribunal's quotes. Okay, because Telstra are going to consider the competition tribunal's decision. Yep. On landmark network sharing agreements, so that we carefully consider the decision to not grant authorization. Telstra CEO Vicky Brady said the outcome was disappointing, particularly given the overwhelming support the proposal had received from regional Australia. And so, are they going to appeal it? What, what's their next? What's That's the their appeal? way of saying we're They'll not conceding the defeat yet. Review the decision in full before deciding on further action. That's right. Is the last line of the press release. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's not over yet. The battleground of regional oh, Australia. On. And you, well, you got skin in the game. You, your mum's the example where. The, it, she can have any network she wants as long as it's Telstra. That's right. So that's kind of the, the problem. She can here. be with any carrier she yeah. wants as long as she's on Telstra network. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and so my argument is yeah. to Kelly Barrosmara and the network team. How's, that, competi- how's, how's that, that competition? How's that cutting your grass? You've just disallowed my mum yeah. from getting to save hundreds of dollars a year. Yeah. And I think that's really sad. Well, unless they come over the top and put a tower up there and offer cheap plans, but they're not going to do that, well, are they? Well, they're not going to. If, if they've yeah. not done that in the 20 years she's been there, okay. what are the chances of them doing it now? Yeah. It's not going to happen. So they're like, are they, is the, is there... Investment in regional yeah. is a joke. It's a way, it, when they say we're investing in regional, they're just upgrading towers from 4G to 5G. Yeah. They'll say we spent $1.6 billion investing in regional. Yeah, okay, you had to do that. You but, always got to upgrade your towers. But isn't that upgrade going to potentially offer more, uh, like I know Telstra have technology where the new towers can have given more you know, as line of sight. It generally ra- does um, not. It generally does not. More it range. only offers potentially 5G fixed wireless line of sight, which is a competition to the NBN. Yeah. So they're all doing things that may allow them to comp- compete better with the NBN, but not offer better so value Optus, to average customers. Optus can't b- pump up their towers and make them. They could build more of the frigging put, things. Yeah, well, but but short of building more towers, they can't just trick up their no. technology to reach more people. No, right. So they need physically more towers, more. That's Telstra's boot, advantage. Boots on the ground. Telstra's upgrade. advantage is they got more towers. Right. And that's why they're, they're, more, they're the only choice for a lot of people in the country. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Now, Kelly Bayros-Marin's point today continuously to us was, you know, it's and when we was asked, there was analysts there, there was yeah. uh, financial journalists there, there was a bunch of different people. But they're saying we need people to know about the good things we're doing with Subhub and all these living networks and all that stuff. And she's saying we need regional people to know that there yeah. are choices. The problem is when you say to someone who lives – 20 k's from Wagga, that you know you can go Optus, and they go, yeah, but when I when I go to the farm, well, drive work. <laughs> that's what they say. I'm gone, yeah. yeah which too. is why I go back to the original ACCC decision on domestic roaming, which yeah. would have allowed all the telcos yeah. to roam on each other's networks. That should be 
That should be required by the government. Yeah, right. The government has so funded the, Telstra's network for the most yeah, part over course, the years. Of course. So, so that would, like, imagine the roaming <laughs> in, in this, within Australia. Yeah. That would leave it up to, well, the, whatever's the best signal, you just get that signal. Is that's that right. how it would work? So if you're in an area where there's a better Optus signal than a Telstra signal, that's what you'd get. Theoretically, If you're yeah. in an area where there's only Telstra, that's only all you're going to get. Yeah. Now, would there be different plans? Would you have to pay more to get that roaming? Maybe. Yeah, I don't right. know. Maybe an extra but few bucks a month. Again, the ACCC knocked knock that back as well. Yeah, right. Why? Because it was anti-competitive? Yeah. But isn't it the ultimate competition where if best... No, because again... the best company wins. Again, it stops the investment in regional Australia, yeah. in towers. Yeah. yeah. I Which think is if, rubbish. If you put it to a vote, you reckon, for, for people like your mum, would that they'd vote... Do you reckon they'd vote differently to what the ACCC... I think it would with? need to... It's like the current referendum problem. It's got to be explained properly, right? Yeah, right. It needs to be explained that what we want from here yeah. is for you to be able to choose from any telco, for any plan... Yeah. And I want you to know that you can save hundreds of dollars. Simple okay. as that. Yeah, okay. okay. Anyway, we, we, we've been at the thing all morning. We're recording all afternoon. We've got State of Origin tonight. It'll probably be over the coming days um, yeah. as this podcast is even published that you'll see the details of some of these stories at uh, techguide.com.au and eftm.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. So I'm drawing on the rundown and I've drawn the wrong <laughs> Anyway, we do it all thanks to the great people at Netgear. Netgear.com.au for all your networking needs. We know you love your uh, your streaming. We know you love your internet access. We know you love just being online continuously, and that's what you get when you've got good Wi-Fi. Surround your home in flawless Wi-Fi. Orbi delivers uncompromising performance coverage and protection across your entire home from the front door to the backyard. And the thing about that is when we talk, talk about coverage and protection, that's actually a really important point. You can get uh, parental controls built into your Orbi. You can get security protection excuse me, built into your Orbi. There's a whole range of things that come in addition to just great Wi-Fi. If you shop online directly with Netgear, there's a bunch of great deals and, of course, great products because the black range of Orbi is available exclusively at Netgear's excuse me, online store. <laughs> that, Charlie's chick, that chick is really, really coming you. up on the Netgear ad. <laughs> um, anyway, you can find out more at uh, netgear.com.au. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. I genuinely think we are watching a war on pricing happen right in front of our eyes. Yeah. And I have to disclose, we're recording the show on a Wednesday. And by the time this comes out, we will have had pricing on the BYD, BYD. which I'm about to talk okay. about, which is What's really frustrating to me. The BYD Dolphin. Okay. But let's just, I'll talk broadly and I'll get some things wrong, obviously, for that reason. But yeah. anyway, life goes on. MG, so rewind. BYD comes into the country with the Addo 3. Australia's cheapest electric car, pretty much head to head with the MG ZS. Yep. Um, they go literally head to head on pricing, and uh, MG pit them just because they're they're playing that game on pricing. Smart. Yep. yep. BYD selling thousands. I think they've now sold ten thousand Addos, Addo threes in Australia, and that's because they're just pumping them out and they're shipping them over so quick. MG struggling to keep up with supply and demand. Yep. If MG want to win this war, they need to get a ship load, literally. Of yep. cars and just bring them to Australia I've and sell them. I've learned a lot about them lately, the yeah. ships with the cars, yes. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the private feed. Yes. So um, MG, about a month ago, announced the MG4 and its pricing. And it started at 44990 Yeah. and went up to uh, 50, 55 dollars yeah. $9.90. Plus on road costs. For context, yep. 55 dollars for the MG4 is with the largest battery with 
the largest range, which I think is 450 Ks. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's the essence model. Yeah. My Cupra is $4,000 more and is a $50,000 better car and has more range. So right. MG How is actually range have you got then? 511. Wow. MG is actually, I think, overpricing their cars. I, th- I do think they're, wow. they're they're gouging a little bit on price. Ooh. I think they're pushing it really high because they can because there's no one else that, at this but that's lower. Their, that's their higher end model, though. Isn't that's it? right. That's this, their premium you know, that's, model. That's yeah. got all the juice. So they're, play, they're trying to play both ends of the market here. They're they? pricing as they can, which I respect. Yeah. People are willing to pay it. But here's the war that's begun because we know BYD have since the start they've had this little dolphin car sitting in their showroom, but it's needed to be redesigned to meet Australian design rules and safety crash rules. So the Dolphin hasn't launched here. It's about to launch. It was launched this morning as per the podcast publishing. But when I first spoke to BYD about that car, I got the sense that it was going to be a thirty dollars to $35,000 car. Wow. Right? Because it's a small car. It's a tiny little hatchback. It's like yeah. a Yaris. Yeah. Right? So it's still way more expensive than a Yaris, yeah. petrol Yaris. But still, that's exciting, right? A cheap car. In the last two months, I've seen the car launch in other markets and the price guides have made me think, hang on a minute. This is not going to be as cheap as we thought. Oh, really? I actually, if I had to pick a price two days ago before the MG announcement, yeah. I would have said the Dolphin's going to launch at 42, 41, 42. Wow. Um, however, MG comes out at the start of the week <laughs> and goes, oh, by the way, we're just going to introduce another version of our, um, of our MG4. Um, this one has a smaller battery. 51 kilowatt. 51 kilowatt hour battery. And therefore has a range of 350Ks. Yep. Sorry, and by the way, I got it wrong. The the top of the line MG has 530Ks range. Yep. Um, so pretty much similar to the Cupra. Yep. But if I'm buying a European versus a Chinese car, I'm happy to pay four grand more. Fair enough. Um, so the MG4 Excite has 350Ks range, so 100 kilometers less, so a smaller battery, but has pretty much everything else. And they've priced it at 38990 So making it the, the cheapest electric car in Australia, first electric car at, in Australia, at time of press ever to have a thirty thousand dollar price tag, three a yeah. three in front of it. Yeah. At the time of recording, it's it's the cheapest electric car in Australia. However, it may have been pipped today by the BYD Dolphin. But your but your gut is saying that <laughs> BYD may be a bit more. My gut is. Or that, do you reckon BYD is going to react to this? My here's my match my, it or beat it. My gut is that they were going to go into the forties. Whoa. My my. Hope is what's the current BYD though? 48, 40, like it's 48 to ah, 53. So that's higher 40s, and you reckon low 40s? For them. Yeah, I was worried they're going to come in at 49.9 okay. or something like what that. You're saying your gut is what my gut is that's what they want to do, and I hope they don't. My hope because you got see, they're, they're announcing it in Queensland, in Queensland, there's a six thousand dollar subsidy. Ah. And what do you just don't pay stamp duty or you get a discount? You, get, you, you get, get you just get six thousand bucks back. Wow, yeah, how did that in, in New South you Wales? Get, it's three thousand. You're gonna get three grand back yeah. for you. Yeah, in Victoria, it's 3000 until the end of this month, and then yeah. they're killing the subsidy. Yes, I know. Yeah, that's why all the BYDs are in Victoria. That's, that's what right. we talked about last week. In New South Wales, there's a budget in September. Rumours are they're going to kill the subsidy too. What? The Labor, Labor government. Are they? So my gut feeling is they're, they're pricing the BYD based on the subsidies, whereas they've got to price it outright. And so I hope they announce the BYD Dolphin to be a 36990 car. What? Yeah. You're, but your gut was saying 42 before. Yeah, well, based on the conversion, based on just things like New Zealand prices yeah, and right. stuff like that, I was just a bit worried well, about. How accurate could that be then? Taking it for you know just just doing well, the conversion. Like, well, there's a lot of worried people in the forums. Put it that way. Do you reckon you, they're going to take a six thousand dollar hit like that? If well, is it a hit though? No, but I'm just saying if you're saying it's forty two k, 
roughly in the conversion, and you reckon what they might put it down to? 36. Yeah, but we don't know what the on roads and the stamp yeah, yeah, and all true, that kind yeah. of rubbish is in New Zealand. I no, just for, yeah, I'm true. just saying, I'm being a negative Nancy that I was worried that they were. I was worried that BYD was taking the Mickey as well and trying to gouge, trying to take money because it exists. A forty-one thousand dollar electric car will sell well. Of course it will. And yeah. you got to remember, BYD will have them. They've yeah. already got, I believe, almost a thousand in the country ready to just ship. Really? Wow. So in the probably in the June sales figures, they'll have dolphins. Does that very fact affect <clears throat> the what they can put a price tag on them as well? If they're already in the country, mm. does that affect what the price is going to be? Because for them to continually bring more and more and more, if they're not, if you say you got to. They're, they're, if they're already here, ready to sell, th- will that affect the bottom line for them in terms of what price they can come up with? Because no, because they've done the deal. Uh, the, the yeah, deal's okay. done. Because because you know they, you get some delays and it's just the 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 cars are going to markets where there's a bigger demand. And no, more, but see that doesn't know, happen like, with BYD because BYD yeah. has an Australian production. Oh, you were line. saying that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that okay. that's just not an issue. That's which right. is why MG so, right, yeah. not just only, a right-hand drive, but an Australian Australian line. just a, a wow. production line just for Australian cars. How good's that? And that's what MG needs. They need to bring... What a shame. Tesla never had that. Thousands. I'm not even going <laughs> to get into it. Thousands of cars for Australia. And MG yeah. could sell really well because that's a good-looking car, the MG4. Yeah, yeah. It's a good-looking like little it. car. Yeah, nice little hatchback. It's actually got a really pointy front end like the Cupra. Very nice. Oh, is that what the Cupra looks like? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. End. It's a little bit yeah. like the Cupra, but, And they're saying, too, the MG4 has their modular uh, wheelbase, the modular design. Yeah, so, basically, the MG4... So, the MG ZS yeah. is... A petrol car. Yeah. And then that's they went electrified. Then they yeah. went, let's put a battery in an electric motor. Yeah. The MG four is an electric car from the ground up. Yeah. So there'll be no transmission tunnel. It's yeah. a proper electric car. And it's got which like is great. Fifty fifty weight distribution, a thinner yeah. thinner battery technology. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. But I genuinely think it's priced too high. Like the MG four should be four or five grand less at every step. Really? Mate. Okay. I've I've just bought a car. I had I was never going to spend way more than sixty grand, right? Okay. So the MG4 EV Essence is a seventy-seven kilowatt hour battery. It's priced at fifty-five nine ninety plus on roads, minus the so, subsidy. So that'll make it like sixty-one or something. Let's just say it'll end up being fifty-eight, right? With the okay. subsidy, it's got it's got a, a five hundred thirty k range, which is yep. excellent. And then I walk into the Cooper dealer, and I go, "So you've got a car for fifty-eight or fifty-nine or fifty-eight nine nine? I think it is." It goes 511 k's, so good, and it's it's a Cupra, like it's a European yeah. car. It's so much more yeah. lux. It's a better car. Right. Like I don't okay. know why you'd buy an MG. <laughs> I just yeah. I, there's no part of me that would choose a Chinese car over European so, car. So where did you first see the Cupra? First, it physically, yeah. re- I went to the launch of it in Canberra. And so, for say, I'm a customer, want to go see a Cupra. Where do I see one? There's a couple of deals around. There's one yeah. in Artarman. Okay, yeah. So there is. There's like not many, but three and, or four. and they're promising stock within the next, like within months rather than not depends years. on the color and everything you order. But right, right now, most people are saying end of year if you order now. But how, I think, how do they go with uh, like your orders on a boat coming now? Yeah, are those all sold? You reckon or yeah. everything on that ship? Yeah. So well, mine, I ra- after I made my order online, yeah. you know, you pay your thousand bucks or whatever. I'm, yeah. I'm in. I'm all in properly. Yeah. Yep. And then I got sent a contract. After I signed a contract, I emailed the dealer and said, "Listen, find stock." Find me stock. Yeah. Because theoretically, it's five months, right? Uh-huh. And then I said, find stock. So what they do is they go and they look at the order list, yeah. and there might have been someone who pre-ordered one before it was actually announced the pricing, and they thought it was going to be 50 grand, yeah. and it was 58, and they went, I don't want one. So they canceled their order. Uh-huh. And so that's the car but I've that, got. That car, oh, so right, they've allocated okay. that car to me. So my car nice. was already on a boat. What color? But it's a blue. Blue. Nice. It's a deep, deep blue. 
deep blue. Yeah. Anyway, I think I think it's super exciting. Yeah. But I but I challenge these companies not to price gouge. So you reckon they can do better? I think they can sharpen the pencils. Sharpen the pencils. <laughs> Okay. I really do. Yeah, right. oh, I really think they can sharpen the MG, pencils on those. Uh, also, the major sponsors of the Rabbit. Right? <laughs> of course, just, they uh, are. just so you know. Yeah, yeah. sure. If you want to yeah. see MG Power a football machine, <laughs> go to Stephen's website. <laughs> 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 Will this have the vehicle to load that same feature? Uh, I think the, uh, actually, the, ZSE, I don't know. the ZSEV had that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure if Check the MG4 does. Check out the Tech Guide YouTube channel if you wonder what we're talking about. That's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, you can read about the MG at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. And uh, by the time we record, you'll be able to uh, read about the BYD yeah. as well. The BYD Dolphin, uh, pretty much in stores now. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. Two Blokes Talking Tech, proudly sponsored by Arlo as well. Arlo, if you come to my, my place or Trevor's place, you'll see like 50 cameras between us. Come at uh, night, we, the we floodlights do, yeah. light up like the MCG. They, they, you could shoot a Hollywood movie outside our houses with that floodlight. But the thing with the Arlo cameras is you can start small and build up. You yep. can get a small, essential, affordable camera, whether it's an indoor. I think indoor cameras one hundred and fifty nine. One hundred and fifty nine bucks for the yeah. indoor essential with, with the flap thing. Has a privacy shield, the flap thing that Trevor refers to. Yep. But <laughs> you can also shield. you can also build onto that. So if you want to incorporate a the a pro camera, an ultra camera, you can do that. And you don't need a base station. Can connect wirelessly, connect to your network quite easily. It's all through the app. It's a step-by-step process. I think a lot of people are a bit intimidated by that yeah. little, how do I do this? It's actually pretty simple. It's so easy. Yeah, it literally box, guides you through the process. Really I've easy. done it many times. You download the Arlo app and the Arlo app's really good, by the way, too. Once you've got all your cameras set up, it's really easy to see the feeds, live feeds, and if you, you do get three months free access to the Arlo smart uh, account as well, so yep. you do have the choice of having your smart notification, so you can choose to only see notifications for people or vehicles or animals or packages. Highly That's recommend Arlo Smart. You. So, yeah. and, and a lot of uh, our our info is that a lot of people who are on that three month trial they continue with the tr- with the with the account because they find that they not only they're going to get thirty days of cloud storage for their video, they're also going to see these smart notifications as well. So yeah. I think if you're in the market and look, I think there's a lot of people might be going away on overseas trips and stuff like that, and you want to yeah. keep an eye on your house or your office or your holiday house. There is a range of cameras from Arlo that can suit you. You can also add a solar panel too if you want to set and forget a camera rather than you having to get out, charge the battery. Batteries actually last a couple of months before you need to recharge them again. Yep. But if you want to add a solar panel, like I do near my telescope, I've got, a, I've got one on my my uh, Astro Shed, mm. a camera with a, with a solar panel. That's right, panel. folks. Stephen Haven't has a touched... camera just on his astrophotography shed. Correct, yes. And uh, so I'm able to see the night sky, see if it's cloudy without even having to go outside. That's why that's there. And also to keep an eye on the rig. When I'm inside, I want to make sure the rig, my Astro oh, yeah, rig, Astro rig. My Astro rig. I thought Joe wanted to want to keep an eye on the rig. <laughs> hey? No, it's just so I can see what what state the telescope's yeah, in. Yeah. You know, I want to make sure that... have got know, mirrors to keep an eye on the rig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if you want to find out more, head over to Arlo.com. Check it out. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. All right, is is Hisense the last brand to to formalise yes, its TV so, yeah. TV range? I think it went it went Samsung, Samsung LG, LG, Sony, Sony Hisense, Hisense. Yeah. with like four months between them. Better late than never. Yeah, it yeah. feels like forever. Sony was only three or four weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, but still, yeah. It feels like a long time ago yeah. that Samsung announced their TV pricing. So I think yeah, Hisense though the. Uh, what is it? Uh, last but not least, here they're they're, yeah. they're out on the market. Okay, but I'll just say the 
like Samsung's doing very well. Wouldn't you want to compete? Like <laughs> get your TVs here yeah. quick. Get your TVs in. You know. I agree. I agree. Samsung's had three months runway to sell twenty twenty three TVs to yeah. people before anyone else. They have yes. Well, I, I don't know how the, what the strategy works like at uh, over at Hisense. Hisense also too the great sponsors of our the best, the best movies, movies you've never seen. Best movies you've never seen yeah. podcast. So uh, make so sure you have a listen to that. They've got now. They've got a, a trichroma laser TV available now. Yep. Then there's the U6K and the U7K and the U8K coming in July. Yep. The UXA is coming in September. And the PX2 Pro Laser Cinema is August. So they're not, they don't even have everything in the country yet. It's July. But it's Basically, coming. their ULED mini, mini, mini LED TV range, July. That's, yeah. the, that's the big time. Now, let's just talk about the big beast. What's it, which is? 100 inch. inch. Yeah, what's that, the 7? The U7K. So they've just gone. That's crazy. They've just gone, hey, Samsung, hey, TCL with your 98 <laughs> inches, stick that up you, <laughs> Haven't they? Basically, yeah. They've it's gone, go oh, bigger. size matters, does it? Here's 100 inches. <laughs> and it's only $6,999. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with that. I'm not just impressed. Like, I'm like the, I'm it's, excited. It's not like their flagship TV, so with the mini LEDX technology, mm. 75 and 85. Yep. So the one is it one down from that or two down from that? That's the hundred inch one. It's two down. So two down, you get for under seven. It's still mini LED. Yeah, of course. All all your LEDs are now mini LED. Yeah. So so for you, if you can get a six a hundred inch for under seven k, hundred inch TV. But you can't just walk into a store and order that. Eh? You can't take that in the back of your car. Yeah, and there's no that's car a that delivery. fits that. That's a that delivery requires, job. That's not a van. That's a truck. That's a coming. truck. Yeah. Okay. That's a that's a two man plus lift. Absolutely. Wow. Also, yeah. how big is the wall mount on that thing? It would be sizable. That's wild. So yeah. hundred inches, and the and for comparison, fifty five inches. So uh, a little bit less than half. So yeah. More than half. Fourteen nine ninety. Wow. So fourteen ninety nine. So fifteen hundred bucks, up to seven thousand for the hundred incher. Monster. That's wild. Because I'll give you, I'll give you some context of the size of that. Yeah. The th my screen in the theater, that's 150 inches in there. Yeah, right. So 100 inch television. Yes. Like not a projector. No. Television. Television. Hang on, let's do what I did earlier that's in, massive, the, yeah. in the in the movie podcast. Um, <laughs> can you please convert 100 inches to centimeters? Thank you. <laughs> I'm being very polite. Is it doing it? 254 centimeters. Holy hell. 2.5 meters from top left to bottom right. That is that large. is wild numbers. That's large. Baby. So for context, on their top end, so the Mini LED X, the UX range. So there's Mini Mini LED Pro, which is basically a more advanced Mini LED technology to the one in yep. those other models we're talking about, and the ones from last year, right? So it's basically this year's Mini LED technology. Uh, eighty-five inches, ten grand. Mm. Now I've got an eighty-five inch TV. High yeah. sense. Yeah. I would struggle to pay ten grand for an eighty-five. But inch it's not TV. Mini LED you want. Isn't I know, it? but it's I still, the, I still. Yeah. Yeah, I would struggle to pay that much money. I think okay. that's a lot of money for a TV. For, yeah, but interestingly, seven grand for a hundred inch. You'd be looking at it. Eh? I'm thinking. You'd be are you kidding at it. me? Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're not turning to your wife and going, babe, look at that TV. <laughs> yeah. We could get something twice the size. Hundred. We get a hundred out of that. So that's the U seven K A U. You still mini LED, still ULED. So you're basically getting the flagship technology from last year. Yes, that's right. In, in this one, that's it. So, and isn't it a big jump? Like the 85, I reckon the 85 inch is good value. 
Yeah, three, four grand. Tri- three triple nine for an 85 yeah. inch. And brand what new price TV? do you reckon that's really on a list at? I reckon 34 999. Yeah, I think in the end, with the, with the 100 inch, you'll probably end up paying 6999, including delivery and installation. I think that's what'll yeah, happen in retail, right. don't you reckon? Okay. Mate, that's compelling. That's, that is I am, compelling. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually shook. I think that yeah. is wild. That's massive. 100 inches. Yeah. That is pretty good. I don't understand. Did they tell us it was going to be 100 inches before this week? No. How is that not? Well, did they have a night? They had a ninety-eight. How is that not the lead in this press release? Yeah, no. And and it says too that the the sizes that they they mentioned up to up to a hundred, but whereas technically, if you include laser TV, it's one hundred and thirty inch. Yeah. But um, did they have? Don't they already have a ninety-eight inch TV with a twenty-two? Yes, models? they've had ninety-eight. So yeah. that was again sort of the mid-tier TV that was available in that size. Yeah. It was a ninety-eight inch. Yeah. Yeah. So boy, hundred. Wow. <sighs> Are you going to get that in for review, mate, or what? <laughs> have to put it on. I'll take up an entire wall. I mean, um, listen, let me just say this to the people at uh, Deck <laughs> and Hisense. <laughs> Trev's got an 85-inch Hisense on the wall. It's about uh, three years old now. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm just going to say this. There's yeah. another company that has offered to replace that in the next couple of weeks. So <laughs> the clock is ticking. <laughs> Because really? when it comes to my wife, size does matter. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to tell us the company made or no? Right. No. They've offered to replace it. Yeah. Really. Yeah. There's another TV coming in, and that one's going. Yeah, that one. Okay. And and but I would take the hundred over it. Okay. Wouldn't you to replace it? Like as in a, this is. It's got to stay there. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> We're open to offers. Is I'm that gonna, what you're saying, mate? You know what I'm doing? The blokes? I'm getting the painter's tape. I'm, just talking, I'm talking about me. I'm going to rap about you. <laughs> I'm going to get the painter's tape out this afternoon. Yeah. The old I'll painter's do the tape. Here, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. That could be nerve-wracking. What if it looks amazing, the size? Why would And Amanda it? goes, well, we're getting that, are we? I'm Why like, would nah. Why would She'll be like, well, just Why keep not? the current one there. you got room for it, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Me too. I've got room on my wall for that. No, you sit too close, mate. You reckon? We sit much further back. Yeah. Yeah, the 85 is easily manageable in that space, which is what we've got now. Yeah. Adding another 15 inches. Joe told her. me she's gotten used to size not mattering. <laughs> really? She told you that, really? Yeah. I yeah. said to her, I said, Joe, you're sitting on the lounge looking comfy. Is size matter to you? She goes, no, nah, I've been married for a very long time. It really doesn't matter, Trev. <laughs> Look, I could mention a few other things here, but I won't. Okay. I won't be, I won't be playing that game, mate. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, details right. of Hisense's new range, including the 100, inch 100 inches, baby, new LED, mini LED TV, wow. for seven grand, as at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. Everything about tech you never wanted to know. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Alrighty then, and that's a wrap. Uh, what a great week, Origin. Just so much happening, Optus. It's been. Huge for us. So we, by the time people listen to this, is it a tr- decider or has Queensland won the series? Or what do you reckon, You mate? want me to put that on the record, Dan? Yeah, let's go. It was a great win for the series. Shut up. Decider, baby. Mate, given decider. my week, last night, so we're recording on Wednesday, Tuesday night, I looked at Sportsbet and went, it's raining in England. The covers are on. I'm uh-huh. putting 20 bucks on the draw at $7. Oh. The draw was paying $7. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Sportsbet's got a weather radar and knew that it was yeah. going to clear up. Yeah. 
Got so you. I wouldn't take See my you. bets on anything, mate. I'll be putting. Uh, I, I would have used sports bets money to bet on the Origin as well. So yeah, okay. I'm doing very well on the. I've oh. been going all right the last few weeks. Okay, well yeah. done. Gamble responsibly. You know, yeah, you, yeah. you never always win. What is it? Um, what is it? Think of what you might be losing. Think, think what right? else you could do with the money. Right. What I would say is, uh, gambling companies make a profit. Okay. Yeah. Of course, you're not going to win. Yeah. In the long run, did everyone you, loses. Did you also know that... We that should come up with a slogan. All, all the sports get a cunt of all the bank yeah. betting revenue. Yeah. yeah, that's how it works. Solid. How do you think racing is funded? <laughs> exactly right. How, do you think horse racing is yeah. paying yeah, for itself spon- with it's crowds? sponsorship, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think the NRL what, wants to go to Vegas? What, what's the rate, you reckon? What do they get? I don't know. They clip the ticket, Must be though. solid, though. Yeah. Because without that, they've got nothing to bet on. So, Hello. Yeah, well, should, we, should we ask Sportsbet to ask us? Maybe they want to bet. Cut, listeners might want to bet on what we do and say. And we get a cut of that too, would we? Or I don't think that's how it works. No. We'd just say, listen, Sportsbet, we're up, we're open. If people want to put bets on two blokes, what they might be talking about, <laughs> the, maybe the length of recording. Right. There's all these variables. You know, mate, they, people have bet on two flies walking up a wall, you know. So they well, could, the, the reckon favorite, we could clip the ticket there. The favourite from the gold Logie yeah. wasn't even – Nominated for a gold Logie. Oh, boy. So. Yeah, how does that work when they, can you bet on the Logie? Who wins Logies? I, I someone knows that. Yeah, exactly. I think that. Like, how does that work? I think before the nominations are released, you could have, but no, not now, I don't think. Okay. Well, let's check. Because okay. someone knows. Someone knows. Even the Oscars That's and right. Stuff. Well, like, that's, someone knows We've had that, that problem with the Dally M's, right? Yeah, why don't we just bet? Why doesn't someone from. 63rd Christ... Logie Awards. No, you can still vote on the gold Logie. No, vote, I mean. But no, I mean, you can still bet. Bet, yeah. bet. Oh, okay. You can right. still bet. Hamish Blake's a dollar fifty, mate. That is odds on. There's no way anyone Who else, else wins is nominated. That. Sonia Kruger is five dollars. Julia Morris ten. Sean McAuliffe eleven. Mark Cole Smith. Yeah, who's even is that? Lee Sales will never win a gold Logie, and Osher Gunsberg, lovely bloke, but won't win a gold Logie. So well, they've already nominated. The, are they already nominated? They're, they're the finalists for the gold, for the gold Logie. Logie. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Hamish. I'm just looking here. Those Give it to him now, mate. The best tech be guy, made, Stephen Finnick, eleven dollars. <laughs> Trevor Long, dollar ten. Dollar <laughs> ten. Give yourself a wrap, you idiot. Dollar <laughs> ten. What? Dollar ten to do what? <coughs> oh, you mean best the best tech, best tech, tech guy? Right? That's what it yeah, says. Yeah, good luck. Most yeah. popular tech commentator. Yeah, yeah. I'm a dollar dollar one. <laughs> Are you just? Well, you're a dollar ten. Give yourself a wrap. Mate, there's no you? way you're shorter. Give yourself how a wrap. You, how are you shorter than me? <laughs> That'll do me. That's the Let's most, get sports bet on the line. That's the most egotistical two minutes oh, of podcasting we've ever done. By yeah. the way, how is there an Australian Podcast Awards? And they don't even need them because uh, Sizzletown's the best podcast in the history of the world. Have you listened to Sizzletown? I haven't, no. You should. It's very funny. Yeah. Very well done. And so what, have, we, have we ever considered entering no, the two blokes? I wouldn't do it. No? no. Why not? Because it's... It's, it's rigged. Just, you yeah. it's rigged? It's like the other awards we don't enter. <laughs> yeah, they're rigged. Well, you know, it, it awards where you got to – and that's how awards work out. You submit – you submit, yeah, you, yeah. and then you, you if people pick you. It's not just them picking you. you got to be – got to nominate yourself. you got to – exactly. You know, yeah. that's that's why we've never been nominated because we haven't nominated ourselves. Yeah. Uh, still no new reviews on the podcast. That's very disappointing, people. Yeah, it is. That is. Yeah, lift your game, Very, lift your very game. disappointed Come in on. you all. Um, Even the movie podcast. Don't give you it love, some love? Don't you love the new look, mate? How have you noticed? That? I'm doing individual cover arts. I've noticed that, mate. Seen that? You have noticed that? Hang on, liberal, actual, actual, literal jibber. Did you spell literal right? Is that how you spell literal? I don't know. Okay, um, <laughs> doesn't matter. Really doesn't matter. Um, Very what nice. I was going to say was though, I st- I still think that. So one of the uh, last thing we'll say before we go because we've got to go. 
Um, I don't know how to find it in this stupid app now. They keep changing it. But top charts. I've stopped looking at uh, shows. And I think what's really interesting is episodes. Episodes, yeah. Because episodes can only be done on listening. It can't be done on – because shows is very much subscriber-based, new subscribers and stuff. Um, But I looked the other day and and Two Blokes Talking Tech, number 24 – it's a private feed. uh, Number 24 in shows, in episodes, episodes. Yeah. Uh, and last week's show, 34. So it, it, earlier on, I had it at 12 and 15. Yeah. I have no problem at all, zero problem saying we are the number one Australian consumer technology podcast. Yeah. Just zero. Risky <laughs> Business uh, by Patrick Gray is an yeah. amazing podcast yep. about a very nerdy and boring subject called security. And it gets good audience in that community. Yeah. But I'm talking about mass consumer Broad technology. consumer tech, yeah. There's just no other. Like, this is the problem. Look at this. It's like... Uh, What's this bloke's name? Lex Friedman. How's that a technology podcast? Never heard him in my life. It, he does good. Like he gets great guests and all that, but like we just need a category about just tech. Consumer tech, yeah. Yeah. We need to release another episode real quick before this bloke gets, uh, gets one up on us. Anyway, I'll do that real soon. Good on you. <laughs> all right, mate. See you next week. Take care.